Blog Talk Radio. All right, all right. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. This is Pastor Omar and Praise Tabernacle Church Tuesday night Bible study. We'd like to welcome all of you here. Thank you so much for tuning in uh, to our Bible study on tonight. And we pray that you receive something through the word, through the Bible study, through our teacher and our panel on tonight. Thank you so much. Go ahead on and let somebody else know. You know, text somebody, uh, email somebody or whatever, Facebook somebody, let them know that we are on. And uh, we're going to be on for the next maybe hour or so. may not be that long, just depending. Uh, We have a great teacher on tonight, uh, someone whom I know uh, very well, and that's my wife, Lady Pamela Zachary. And she's going to be leading us in Bible study on tonight. We are always somewhere doing something with our children, and uh, our baby girl has a flag football game that's going to be starting in about 30 minutes or so, so we're already out here at the field, so we, you know, just wanted to, as always, we believe ministry starts at home, and we like to, uh, you know, family is very important. Matter of fact, I would say family outside of God, family is the most important thing. And uh, being a child of God is is all about family. So we're not going to delay the time. We're going to say a word of prayer, and then after that, the next voice you hear will be that of my wife, uh, Lady Pamela Zachary. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. We appreciate you. We know that it's in you that we live, move, and have our being. And, God, we're asking now that you would touch the leader on tonight, the Bible study leader. So uh, give her what to say. We thank you for the knowledge and wisdom that you're going to impart to the panel and to the listeners on tonight. And, God, we just appreciate you for another Tuesday night, another day. But This is the day that you made, and we are rejoicing and we're glad in it. And, God, we just thank you. And for the rest of this service, we're going to turn it over to our leader on tonight, uh, Lady Pamela Zachary. God bless you. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Um, I pray everybody's day was blessed and with a lot of love and joy and peace. I'm grateful for this opportunity. Y'all just pray for me tonight. I'm like my husband was saying, we're at my daughter's game, and I'm trying to maneuver my way around in this little bitty space. <laughs> so um, I know my team got my back tonight. Um, but on this evening, um, the Lord had actually last week um, I had a conversation. I just want to share this before I get into um, get into my message. But um, I had a conversation with a person, and um they were saying, well, why does bad things happen to good people? If God is just who he say he is, you know, why does he allow things to happen? And um, this was just out of, out of nowhere. Um, and we had a, a, a knock on the door a few days ago, and my husband can attest to this. Um, we had a guy we've been on for a very long time, and he was, he was at our door. And he was in so much pain and 
so much agony, and he was wondering why God allowed things to happen. Um, and I'm and trust me, I'm going somewhere with this. Um, so he began to share his testimony. He began to share his story. And uh, November of last year, his daughter um, was doing fine. She was in school. She came home, made lunch, laid down, got back up, and they noticed that she started walking funny, and her speech was very, very slurred. So they took her to the emergency room, and when they took her to the emergency room, they never left. They found out that she had brain cancer. So he was wondering, why would God allow this to happen? So months went on, uh, months and months, to the point to where it was nothing else that the doctors could do. And she died. She was probably 10 years old. And he asked the question, why does God allow things to happen? She was a child. She didn't deserve it. And then a year later, his wife commits suicide. And what can you tell a person that is in so much pain and that's lost and they're wondering, you know, I have cursed God, I have I have did these things because I didn't understand. Is there any hope for me? And the question and the answer to that question that I told him, I said, Yes, it is still hope for you. Don't take your life because life is worth living. There's still hope. And because of God's grace, in spite of, you can be saved. So I will be talking about grace on tonight. And um, for those that are listening, if you could turn with me to Ephesians chapter 2. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2. And we're going to go through verses 1 through 22. Um, but for time's sake, I'm going to go ahead and um, hit those basic points, which is verse number um, 8 through verse number 10. But I, I thank God for that opportunity because there's someone, someone may be listening on tonight, and it may seem, I think my husband had said this on Sunday, um, it may seem it may seem as if there's no hope, and you've tried everything, you've prayed, you've cried, you did everything you can, but it just seems like things are still going wrong and they say well the person that's not a saint and they're you know they're not doing what I'm doing you know why do they keep getting rewarded and I'm suffering and I'm trying to live right well God's grace and favor he reigns on the just as well as the unjust but tonight I thank God for grace but I just wanted to share that um, with you all so I'm going to go ahead and read verse number eight Amen. Y'all pray for me and with me, um, team. (laughs) Okay. Verse number eight reads, for by grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Verse number 10, for we were his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. Um, My topic, as I said already, my topic is it was grace. It wasn't the works because we know that our works, the works that we do does not get us into heaven. Amen. It was his grace. Um, pretty much what's going on here, 
just a little backdrop on this. Um, Paul, he wrote this letter to the Ephesians um, in an uh, attempt to persuade the Ephesians in putting their faith um, in the hands of God. Even today, um, I think of all the leaders, even that's on the panel on today, when we proclaim the gospel, when we preach, when we teach, we're trying to persuade not just the believers, but we're also trying to believe, uh, trying to persuade the unbelievers that there is hope and whatever you're dealing with, whatever, um, whatever your, whatever the situation is, or whatever that giant is that seems so big in your life, that there is hope. We're proclaiming, put your faith and your trust in the hands of God. Yes, it may seem like everything is tossing and turning around you, um, but there, just put your faith and your trust in God. Amen. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of your it was grace. The grace mentioned, particularly here, um, just particular period, it can't be bought. Um, grace is what God does for man. God gives grace. Some of us, we look and it's like, well, you know, they don't deserve it. Well, God gave you grace. Who says that you deserve it? It's not that we did anything perfect or we have dotted every I and we've crossed every T, but it's by the grace of God that you're even standing here. Um, So uh, grace is what God does for man, not what man does for God or for himself. Okay, Let let me say that again. Grace is what God does for man, not what man does for God or for himself. And I'm going to ask the question, I'm going to open up to the panel. When you think about grace, what do you think about? And that's a question. What do you think about um, when you hear the word grace? Um, Anybody can answer. It's a question. Uh, I think of something that that I don't deserve. So when I when I hear grace, uh, what immediately comes to mind is, um, you know, something that I don't deserve, uh, something that I can't definitely can't work for and can't really obtain. Uh, so basically, I I just, what first thing that came to my mind was, uh, you know, something I don't deserve. Okay. All right. Thank you. Anybody else? I want you to share when you hear that. What What does grace? What does that mean to you? So when I hear grace, I think about another chance. Grace makes me think about chances. It makes me think about favor, um, because we know that through Christ we have grace and favor. So it it definitely makes me think to be thankful. Um, because we, oh, that's, that's a good one, but definitely it makes mm-hmm. me think about grace, uh, favor and being given the opportunity to get another chance. Amen. 
I could. That's good. Any anybody else? Um, I got one. Yeah. Um, but I I would just like to say when it comes down to grace, it's just a, a opportunity, you know, to be able to have with God, to be able to to get it right. You know, grace isn't something that we can do anything to deserve it or anything. It is given to us, and I think that it's our opportunity, you know, and I know as you go a little further, we'll get even more into it, but I think it's just, you know, something that we don't deserve, and we have an opportunity with God, and we got to thank God for his grace because, you know, his grace is the reason for, for a lot of things that go on right now and where a lot of us are in our situations, especially being Christians. It's all because of his grace. So that's that's it. Amen. Amen. Um, one other thing I just want to. Okay. Yeah. Can you hear me? Um, when you say grace, the first thing that comes to my mind is like a gift. Um, because you're receiving something that you don't even really deserve and you really can't comprehend. It's just a gift that God has given us. It's his grace. Amen. Amen. Thank y'all for that. That was that's that that was awesome. Anybody else before I move forward? Someone trying to say something. I'm sorry. I don't want to cut, I don't want to cut nobody off. <laughs> if somebody wanted to say something, you go ahead. Okay. All right. Okay. So verse number eight. We'll read that again. For by grace are ye saved through faith. Why did God choose to save you? Through his grace. Why did he why did he choose to, to hear you? In spite of all the mess that, that you've done, that I've done, why did he choose to hear you when you came before him and you were tired of, of, of getting the same results so you went to him and you prayed and asked for forgiveness and you accepted him into your into your life and through faith we were saved. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, the gift of God. Salvation by itself is God's greatest gift. Salvation, because of grace, amen, is God's greatest gift. And man's greatest gift, and and it's definitely our greatest gift. Why? Because I don't know about y'all, but I I can't, it's nowhere in the world I can live without God's grace. So we're we're going to um, backtrack a little bit, but I just wanted to really deal with this part um, because so many people walk around with their nose stuck up in the air, with their heads up high. It's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with loving yourself and being confident in who you are. But when it gets to the point to where you have done no wrong and you're pointing your finger at everybody else, and you're telling them what they're doing, what they're doing, you're not right, and you're going to go to hell if you don't do this. Well, the same thing that's going to take me to hell is the same thing that you're doing behind closed doors, but God is giving you grace, and he haven't, <laughs> he haven't put you out there. But being that you know what I'm doing, you know, you can point your finger and, and say whatever, but it's by the grace of God that we have what we have. 
yes, you may, you know, may drive the nicest car, have the biggest house and all of these things, but none of those things really matter because you want to know why you can't take those when you leave this. You can have a million, trillion, whatever dollars in the bank, but if you have not been a blessing and show grace to others, why would you expect God to show grace to you? Okay. So salvation is God's greatest gift and man's greatest gift. I mean, we need it. Okay. God gives, God gives the grace and man receives it. It's a gift. You, it's, you know, it's, it's something that you receive. If you want it, it's just like people are, well, how do I get the Holy Ghost? Do I got to run around and I got to fall out? I got to foam at the mouth. I got to speak in tongues until my mouth gets tired. And, well, first of all, that's, 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 not, that's, that's not it. The Holy Spirit is a gift. Ask. Ask for it. Okay? Um, so I encourage you on today, don't take his grace for granted. And I'm going to give this, um, I'm going to give this example when it's talking about grace. I'm going to bring it to um, our children. We have a lot of times, I know with me, I'm, you know, I, I'm on my children a lot about cleaning and doing certain things and doing the right thing in school. So, okay, one time, okay, that's a little grace. Okay, it's happening again. All right, listen, you know, keep getting warnings, but I did and said so much. Now my grace is about to run out. Now I'm, now you about to get you about to get disciplined. And that's how it is even when it comes down to the grace of God. Let's not abuse God's grace. Let's not abuse God's grace. Well, Lord, I'm going to do this. Well, Lord, you know I really don't want to smoke this. I really don't want to watch this. I really don't want to go where I shouldn't go. I know I shouldn't touch what I shouldn't touch. But, Lord, you know my heart. God, forgive me. You're willfully doing these things. It's not that I, well, God, like you're really sincere and you're sorry. God, I'm so, I, I, God, forgive me. I'm so sorry. I did it. I did this and I did that. And God, I'm sorry. And you have a repentant heart, but you're not keep, you're, you're not going to keep doing the same thing over and over and over again because God's grace will run out. And now you're at a point to where there's no conscience, those things that you would repent for, now you just do it and don't even think twice about it, and you don't even ask for repentance because now God has turned you over to a reprobate mind, and those things that were wrong, now they're right in your eyes, and those things that are right, they're wrong in your eyes. It's not abuse God's grace. Amen? Are there any comments before I move move on? Yeah, I'd like to say um, over in Romans, I believe it's Romans 6, it talks about, shall we therefore continue in sin that grace may abound? And then the scripture goes on to say, how can we that are uh, dead to sin, you know, continue therefore any longer? And it says, you know, God forbid, yeah, God forbid, meaning no. So shall we therefore continue in sin that grace may abound, as, as God forbid? Then how can we that are dead to sin continue therefore any longer? So, you know, we, we and like you just gave the perfect illustration about about our children, uh, and, you know, God does us the same way. We, we're only going to tell you a certain amount of times, and then it gets to the point where now we have to bring discipline. And a lot of times we are disciplined as adults. We are disciplined by God, and we act like we don't know why. 
<laughs> so we, you know, we all was born in sin. So you started out asking the question about why does bad things happen to good people? Well, in the eyes of God, <laughs> all of our righteousness is as filthy rags. So we really, we if we was that good, that would that would have been no need for a savior. So in, in, in actuality, we you know we we we're not that good just because. Uh, I may not have drunk and smoked weed and uh, did crack and things like that. In, in the eyes of God, uh, that's that's no different than than me telling lies or fornicating or lusting. I mean, it's the same. It's the same thing. Is we as humans that put levels on sin, and we we do know some things are abomination. I think God said he, these six things He hates, and yet seven is an abomination. Uh, so there are, you know, in the eyes of God, there yes, there are things that that you can do that that may be abominable. But in, in you know, actually, we all we were born in sin. So from from conception, you know, or from from birth, <laughs> you know, in sin did our our parents conceive us. So we, you know, that's why that grace uh, is so is so important. So we all have fallen short. All have sinned. And fall short of the glory of God. So that that's the reason why grace is so important. And God, He loved us so that He sent His Son to uh, die or to become sin for us. He became sin uh, for us, and He He carried our sin and as a sacrifice uh, on the cross. So you know we all appreciate the grace. Appreciate we can't work for it. You can't earn it. <laughs> you can't earn it. I don't care how many good deeds you do. We got we got several um, organizations. They knock on your door and they they do good deeds. They serve the homeless and uh, which all that is good. But that's not salvation. Good moral character. And my father used to say that all the time. Uh, good moral character. It's not salvation. You just, you just morally, you know, you're probably a decent person, but even in your decency, you still are a sinner. So, I mean, you, you, this is real good tonight. Is opening up my eyes. Uh, so, yeah, let, let's not, let's not abuse grace because eventually, uh, those whom the Lord loves, He's going to chasten. I mean, He's going to correct. He's going to uh, discipline us. So, if we call ourselves good parents, what good parent won't discipline? I'm not saying abuse, but won't discipline their child. You know, you spoil the rod, you spoil the child. So, in other words, there ought to be some type of discipline, um, you know, with with us towards our children, and and likewise, as an example, with God towards us. There's always some type of discipline, and He's trying to get us to learn a lesson. So, I'm enjoying this. Amen. Amen. That's good. Anybody else? All right. Okay, and just the, the I guess that's, that's the B clause. It says, and that not failed. Um, not of yourselves, um, meaning, oh, I'll just go ahead and read out. It is the gift of God, not of works, um, as our pastor just said, lest any man should boast. It's nothing that you've done. It's absolutely nothing that you have you've done you know even i i have the testimony you know i was i was i was no good um full of sin but you know a rich god (laughs) a loving and kind god with his grace 
one day saved me. And if anybody can say, well, you know, I really didn't, you know, I really didn't have any sins or I didn't do this, I didn't do that. When you open your mouth, that was that you was telling the lie, and we know that all liars should have their part, Amen. But I'm I'm grateful for God um, for saving a wretch um, like me, and uh, my husband already uh, gave the scripture. Um, uh, I believe it was um, maybe what scripture did you say? Uh, Shall we continue in sin? Was that the scripture? Because you said two of them that I. That I had uh, <laughs> in my notes. Yeah, that's Romans. <laughs> I believe Romans six. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> Romans yes, six. Yes. Thanks. Yes, Romans six, and then also Romans three three. It says, "For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God." Um, and that was right. Romans six and one. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abide? That's a question mark there. It's a question. Will you continue in sin that grace may abide? Okay taking his grace for, for granted, okay? God forbid. So how shall we make, um, how can we make those decisions or those choices when your back is against the wall? You know, God, he, he gives us the power to make the right decision. He even gave us a choice. He told us to choose ye this day. Who are you going to serve? Choose you this day who you will serve. Verse number 10, um, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. Um, I was um, training because I'm, I'm a, I drive school bus and I'm also a, a school bus trainer. And I have a young lady that was, was on my bus and we was having a conversation and I, I told my husband I had to end it because I knew where the conversation was going to be. Um, and it's not, you know, bashing anyone, but it is what it is. I serve the real, true, and living God. Amen. Uh, one thing I learned, I mean, my husband is definitely bold, but with Elder Oliver, I said he is, you know, uh, I'm going to step in his shoes tonight. I don't, I don't care. But uh, <laughs> she's a, a Jehovah's Witness. And we was having a conversation, and she made the comment. She was like, well, we, if it's not in the Bible, we don't do it. So, um the cover, what we were talking about, I said, well, you know what, we're just going to go ahead and end this conversation because I, I know the God that I serve, and, um, you know, I don't want, first of all, I don't want nothing going back, you know, <laughs> saying, well, they're pushing, she's pushing religion or something negative, but at the same time, I'm like, well, it's, I know the Bible talks about not arguing or, or you know, uh, uh, the word of God, y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, but at that point, it's like, well, where did your Bible, you know, where, where did your Bible come from or who wrote your Bible? I don't, I don't have people sitting in a watchtower uh, writing the stuff out for me to, to say and do. I live it, and I know that I serve a true and living God. But you can, um, I think my husband had said this, even with your work, you can feed the home, you can feed, you know, feed the hungry, clothes, uh, put clothes on those that, you know, don't have. Uh, you can do all these things. But if you haven't given your life to Christ and you die in your sins, and hell, you're going to lift up your eyes. Out of all the good works, it can't, it can't get you into heaven, okay? So we're going to backtrack a little bit, um, and we're going to go before we take our break. Um, verse number one, because I know y'all, y'all study, so my team, I know y'all about to step even more now to help me out. Amen? Um, and it's a ba- not a battle, but with grace and faith. I can't live with neither one of them. Grace and faith, okay? 
that's pretty much between verses uh, one through one through ten. Uh, what we're kind of dealing with, but um, when you talk about faith, faith to some people is is it's small, but to the believers, it's huge, especially if you're a Christian, because in order for you to be saved, you have to have faith in Jesus. Does that make sense? You have to have faith in Jesus, that he's the son of God, that he died, that he rose on the on the third day. That's the faith. That's the crazy faith that I have. And that's the crazy faith that I, I trust and I believe that he will allow me to spread to everyone else. Amen. But verse number one, it says, and you have he quick who were dead in trespasses and sins. Verse number two, where in, where in time past ye walked according to the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Verse number three, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh, guilty, I'm guilty. Y'all don't have to admit it. I'm guilty. Amen. Desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us. He loved us, y'all. He still loves us. In spite of, he still loves us. So at this time, I'm going to turn this part um, into the hands of uh, my husband for what he's going to do. Amen. All right. All right. Okay, now we we getting into it. I'm excited about where we're at. Uh, this is really going to open up uh, talking about us Jews and Gentiles, so I'm excited. So let's, let's uh, do the offering. We want to give that information uh, as we've been doing, and I just want to thank you all as I – do it every Tuesday night. Thank you so much for what you've been giving, uh, especially to the Extended Arms uh, Ministry. Thank you all so much, uh, and to the church. We, we really do appreciate you all. So just to give that information so we can dive right back in to the Bible study on tonight. Uh, if you would like to uh, give a love offering on tonight, a love gift of any amount, uh, the cash app for our Extended Arms Ministries is dollar sign E A. Ministry. Once again, that's dollar sign <clears throat> a ministry. And like we stated, whatever the amount is that you would like to give, whatever the Lord lays on your heart, uh, we ask that you would just obey obey the Lord. So that's that's definitely a a tool that we have at our local church that has been a blessing um, to our community, to our local church, and to our community at large. So we just thank y'all whatever you're able to give. Likewise, our local church, Praise Tabernacle, if you would like to give on tonight, uh, the cash out for Praise Tabernacle Church is dollar sign PTC877. Once again, it's dollar sign PTC, that stands for Praise Tabernacle Church, and the number's 877. And may the Lord bless you real good. As we stated, we're not asking for any certain amount, just whatever the Lord lays on your heart for our Tuesday night 
uh, Bible study service. We ask that you will do that, and may the Lord bless you real good. All right, service is back into the hands of my lovely wife, Lady Zachary. God bless you. Amen. David, mute your mute your mute your phone. Okay, oh, okay. verse number um verse number four, I'll start pick up there. But God who is rich in in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. Even when we were dead in sin, have quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Amen. Um, before I go forward, if anybody um, on the panel would like to say something, amen, I know you've been studying so hard for tonight like I have. <laughs> so um, if you want to share, you can go ahead and do so at this time. All right, first lady, I'd like to um, say something real quick. Um, first off, it's a great lesson, um, definitely uh, bringing something out that we all need to hear on tonight understand about this grace. And when I look over part of what you went over between verse 1 and 4, and it talks about our trespasses and our sins and what we've done, you know, of course, like before Christ and things that we were in that sin and even after, you know, being in that sin, but also when Mm -hmm. it talks about, you know, us being quickened, meaning we were made alive. So, we, you know, God has, has saved us and being, you know, using his grace, we're being made alive with, you know, him being, I'm talking about being quickened. So we're being made alive through Christ. And there's nothing that we've done to deserve that. That's all because of his grace. And we had our time in the world where we are doing different things, but, the fact that we were uh, smart enough to choose God to say, you know what, I'm going to give my life to Jesus, then we have different benefits that come along with it, and one of those benefits is in grace, you know, along with salvation. So we get that benefit by making that choice to choose Jesus. So that's one of the the good things. So we have to realize what – what it's all about and what grace is all about. And, of course, like, I know you're going to go to it later, but, you know, I ain't going to jump ahead of you, but, you know, like Pastor alluded to oh, no, you're fine. Jews, <laughs> Jews and Gentiles, you know. So we, we got to understand that we weren't always in it, you know. So as the Gentiles, what Christ did on the cross was so important because that gives us yes. the opportunity to be adopted unto sonship, as the word says. So I'm, I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there. Thank you. Thank you. That's, uh, and I'm, I'm going to say this and I'll open it back up. I think of um, that's Thank you, um, Mr. Tolbert. That was, all, of course, amazing. Thank you for that. But I think of my husband every time he used the example of the Jews and Gentiles. <clears throat> and it's, it's amazing now. I'm going to say this before I get ready to say what I was about to say, but Jew, Gentiles, um, 
and Jews now, we all enjoy the same intimate relationship, you know, and God, he doesn't have a respected person. He does not, I don't care if you're black, white, Chinese, whatever, African, uh, whatever, God, everybody has a opportunity. So we can all have that intimate relationship with the Lord and the same spiritual blessing, the same spiritual blessing. My blessings may be different than yours, but the, at the end of the day, I'm still a part. <laughs> I'm still a part of, of, Jesus, of Jesus Christ. And um, my husband makes this, this example a lot, and, and he talked about it even on Sunday, not really on this note, but even when it comes down to families, you know, you was born into a family, but for you to be adopted and welcomed into a family, that, that right there is just, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a blessing because uh, it, it's, a, it's a choice. But go ahead. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open it back up for anybody that want to go ahead and so we here now. We might as well go ahead and talk about it. Um, it's pretty much verses 11 through um, uh, verse number 22, and, and I'll read it. But if anybody wants to go ahead, you can do so. Yeah, let me let me jump. Let me put my put both feet in. Uh, this is real <laughs> good. The the late <coughs> excuse me, the late Bishop Chandler David Owens. Um, he. He would talk about how he had a conversation with a Jew, and the Jew was bragging. The Jew was bragging about they are the real people of God. And Bishop Owen said he told him, he said, "Well, yeah, you're right. Y'all, y'all are the, y'all are the uh, the real people of God." And Bishop Owens was the former presiding bishop of the Church of God in Christ, and he would tell the Jewish man, he said, "Yeah, you're right. You, y'all, y'all were." Uh, the chosen people, and he said, Jewish man told him, now y'all was adopted, Chandler, y'all, y'all was adopted, and Bishop Owen said, once he told him that, he said he got real happy, he said he, he got real happy because he thought about it, he said, well, if you are part of the original family, if you are God's original child, you know, you don't know if you was a mistake, uh, a mess up, a uh, uh, oops, or whatever, he said, but now that I know and you not confirmed that I'm adopted, he said, that means God looked over the crowd and he chose, he picked who he wanted in order to be his <laughs> child, in order to, to adopt him. And he said, now, now I'm really going to shout because now I know I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a chosen generation. I'm a, peculiar, I'm a peculiar people. And that's what it is. You know, we, we, when Paul was writing this to the church at Ephesus, it was all about uh, the Jews and the, the Gentiles that was in the congregation, and they needed to know, uh, yeah, about circumcision and different things like that. But but Paul yes. was trying to get them to understand, you know, hey, we we all was born, you know, we all was born in sin. But now y'all have been adopted. We have been adopted. The Gentiles, we have uh, <clears throat> just as much right. Uh, to God yes. as anybody else, and Paul wanted wanted them to understand. Yes, you done had trespasses. Yes, you 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 was you was neglected. Yes, you uh, you were not the 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 original. But God through yes. Jesus Christ, and I'm about to get happy right here. God yes. through Jesus Christ has opened up the door, and He made it plain and clear. He sent out an invitation, and He said in the invitation, "Whosoever will, the liar, the cheater, <laughs> the, the the homosexual." The backbiter, the, yes. the, the, who, who, the cheater, whosoever will, 
let him come. So now right. the door has been opened, and there's a scripture that we that we have uh, for years have have uh, uh, stated and used it improperly. Uh, but the proper term in this scripture, the scripture says, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. Well, for years we've talked about that and, and said that meant, well, you know, uh, the children of God are getting violent and, and you ought to fight. No, that ain't what it was talking about. It was saying from the days of John the Baptist, meaning from the days of John the Baptist teaching until uh, now the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, meaning so many people now have access to God. So many people have access to the cross. So many people have access to salvation. So many people have access to grace. So many people have access to mercy. When we didn't have it, when when the Jews had had a monopoly, when when the Jews had him all to himself. Remember, Lord, help me here. Remember, Jesus said the scripture said Jesus couldn't do many works in his own uh, in his own hometown because of their lack of belief. And he said, I came unto my own, and my own, rece- and my own received me not. But to as many as received him, to them gave he power. Amen. So we just thank God. All right, all right, all right. We just thank God. Uh, all right. Back in your hands, baby. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> anybody, anybody else? <laughs> Amen. We're gonna. So I do have a comment, but you know, you never want to come at the pastor. <laughs> you never want to come after him. <laughs> Watch it, Tober. Watch oh. it, Tober. <laughs> Go ahead, girl. So you my got comment it. was um, in reference to the passage uh, where it spoke on death and trespasses and sins. So um, in my notes, I wrote down separation from God, um, spiritually dead, do. Spiritually dead to the things of God. That's a part of the separation um, that we allow. So I didn't understand for a long time what being spiritually dead meant. And I saw a reference to where it spoke about a dead man walking. So being spiritually dead due to sin and disobedience. So something that we can do to help is to minimize the distractions in our life. We can stop letting people and things distract us from God because those distractions are what would separate us from Christ. Um, We can pray, of course. We can fast. We can read our Bible. And, of course, if you do slip up, since we are all born in sin, make sure that you ask for repentance and actually mean it from your heart. And also remembering that the best behavior is changed behavior. So if you're repenting, you have to mean it and you have to change. And a uh, yes. scripture that I wrote down was Romans wow. 8 and 37. Know in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So Christ gives us the tools through grace and through mercy, but it's up to us as individuals to make up in our minds who we want to serve. So it's, it's there. Salvation is, is here for all of us to get. But do you want it? And that was all I had. Wow. That was good. Wow. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Anybody else? All right. Okay. So we're going to um, <clears throat> get ready to, to go ahead and, and end in just a second. 
but we're gonna uh we've already talked about it, so we might as well go ahead and, and read it on now. Um, and this is pretty much the, the unity of, of all believers, uh, that everybody has a everybody. If you want it, you can have it. If you want to know him, it's, nothing is stopping you but you. So uh, verse number 11, and I'm going to read on now, Wherefore, remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision <laughs> in the flesh made by hands. And I'm going to ask this question. It's not that I don't know it, but um, can you be saved? If you're not circumcised, it's a question. Can you can you be saved? Does it matter if you're circumcised or uncircumcised? Literally, that, anybody want to answer, or you don't that, know? Well, well, we don't. Yeah, we I, can't. I, That's I, get Oh, I, I let somebody else go. I was about to throw my hands in. Go ahead. Go ahead. Whoever's about to come in. Circumcision is for the male species. So that, um, that mm. so I'm not a male, but I'm saved. Who is that? Who is that talking about that? Who is Thank that? you. That Kisa. Oh, Sister Oliver. Sister Oliver. Okay. Okay. All right. That, that's good. Yes. Go ahead, Mr. Tucker. All right, I just want to add that, you know, it's, it's, of course, like, you got that circumcision of the flesh, you know, as to where what the what the men do, and we know what that is and stuff like that. But now it's more mm-hmm. to it than that. It's about the circumcision of the heart, you know. Thank you. Go. Making sure yes. that, you know, you have that heart that is connected with God and the heart to serve God. So it is different than what we could ever do ourselves, you know, to yes. do it in that sense like it was way back in the days of, of Abraham yes. and Abraham. You know, we talked about that last week, and that's was the start of the circumcision back then. So it's, it's, it's more to it now than that because it's about the circumcision of the heart. That's my two cents. Amen. Okay, I can't that's let Toba hang out there by itself. I that's, can't, I can't let Toba hang by itself. <laughs> Look, and, and so, so I was gonna throw out that where only the men could get cut and all that. So I mean, since y'all y'all throw it out there like that, that is exactly that's, that is a, exactly right. right. Uh, it's about the heart now. It's about the heart. Uh, right. When God made that covenant, and uh, as Minister Tobert just excellently uh, spoke on, when God made that covenant with Abram back in Genesis. Um, those that didn't get circumcised that was a part of Abram's family and a part of his house, they were considered cursed. So back then, if you wasn't, once God gave it then yet, then based on in Genesis, you was considered cursed, meaning uh, there, was, there was no hope or you was hopeless or there was no salvation because this is what God's promise was to Abram. So at, at eight days, Okay, every male uh, that was born in his house or out of his <laughs> loins at eight days, okay, had to be circumcised. So, and not only that, the men. So by the time God gave this to Abram, 
there were grown men. Even I think Isaac was already, uh, I think he was 13, 12 or 13 at the time. So since Sister Oliver brought up the brothers, I mean, I, now I've seen circumcision three times. I've seen it done three times on Omar Jr., Omar the third, and Omar the fourth. And thank God they were babies when it happened. Thank God they were babies. I can't imagine being 40 years old and having to get circumcised. Now, I, couldn't ima- I can't imagine it. So thank God we don't have to do that no more. And, and remember, that was one of the major things that the Jews tried to bring over into the early church. Okay? They tried, this was one of the major things that Judaism tried to present and carry over. Even some of the apostles, Peter and different ones, tried to carry this over. And Paul had to dispute that. Just that's, He's talking about it now. But he had to dispute them, saying, wait a minute, no, no, no. We, we, we Jews, we had to do that. But there's a, another covenant. There's a greater covenant now that they, because they've been adopted in, they have the rightful place, but they don't have to come in the way we had to come in. Okay, and a lot of times, and I'll be quiet, a lot of times we try to make folk, oh, you got to get saved the way I got saved. I got saved the right way. Well, <laughs> what's the formula? You know, uh, confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. It, there's no way, no way I say you got to roll, and I think my wife said it earlier, well, you got to roll and spit and, 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 and speak in some kind of tongue, half the folks speaking in tongue, that ain't, that ain't no confirmation of the Holy Ghost. That, that ain't even one of the fruit. That is not even one of the evidence of it. So, you know, we do all this formality and we do all this uh, portrait, all this play and stuff and all this emotional stuff, but the real evidence is being able to watch someone's lifestyle to see if they lifestyle patterns or mark Christ. So uh, watch Amen. out, Sister Oliver, with that circumcision, you and my wife and, and, and Sister Toba. Watch out now. Amen. Thank you all. That's why I said when I asked the question, now, though, I'm, I'm just, I, I, I just wanted to put it out there because someone may be listening and that may not know the word like we do. It's like, well, does that, you know, the circumcision, well, what is that? But that is, y'all hit it dead on the nail. I, we have the greatest team on this side of earth. <laughs> so I don't even have to go back over that. I'm just going to just finish reading. Verse number 12, and I'm going to read it on now, um, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off, are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, a division between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandment, contained in our ordinances, for, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. Verse 17, and came and preached peace to you, which were afar off, and to them that were nigh. For through him we 
both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building uh, fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord. Last verse, in whom ye also are built together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. I thank God for his grace. I thank God that I was adopted into the family. And where would you be, where would I be without grace? Circumcise your heart. Jesus loves you, and there is hope for someone that don't know him, for someone may not have accepted him. You can, if you want it, you can have it. There's nothing like accepting Jesus into your life. Will things get better? Mm, probably that it'll probably get harder. But if you don't know Jesus, um, if you would say this prayer, me and I'm going to turn it over to um, turn it over to our pastor. And Lord, I'm sorry for the sins I've committed. I believe you died. I believe you rose on the third day. I hear you knocking at the door of my heart. And Lord, I welcome you in. I accept you today. Lord, I, I believe you rose on the third day. I accept you into my heart. Forgive me of my sins and make me ever withhold. And if you prayed that prayer with me, amen, you are saved. Now you have to find you a, a church, amen. If you have a church, go to your church. <laughs> if you don't have a church, amen, we would love to have you, amen. We would love to have you join with us. But it doesn't matter if you're black, white, Jew, Gentile, African American, white American, Asian American, you are welcome into the family of God. Amen. Thank you, team. Y'all are awesome. I love each and every one of you. Thank you. All right. All right. I tell you what. All right. Uh all right. Any any last words before I before I say what I got to say? Anybody in the panel, give me thirty seconds or one one or two quick points. Uh, for tonight, anybody can start at this time. Great word, great word. Uh, it was a great lesson. Uh, learned a lot, and I'm processing a lot of it right now. Uh, grace, you know, is a is a great something the Lord gave us is great, and we talked a little bit about faith. And if you don't exercise your faith, faith without works is dead. So you definitely got to exercise your faith in order to keep moving forward in Christ. If you don't. You got to exercise that faith And then just remember that God's grace Is always going to be with you Great lesson first baby Alright thank you Elder Next person on the panel uh, I would like to say um, That First off great lesson First lady um, I want to add that the difference you know, between us and, of course, the, the unbeliever is the, the choice to be able to choose Jesus and his blood uh, covers our sin. We both have sin, but his blood covers our sin. 
So where we are both, uh, you know, dead because of sin, but he covered, he recovers us. That's why we are quickened because of his sin. I mean, because of, I'm sorry, because of, um, because of his grace. Uh, and we are quickened because of his grace. So that means that also he paid the tab for us, something that we couldn't do ourselves, something that we, there's nothing that we could do to be able to pay that tab. So he took care of it for us. God took care of it. Jesus took care of everything for us. So we got to understand the importance of salvation and what it truly means to be saved. And we got to understand that we got to have that connection with God to where we're not just serving God with our mouth, but we're actually putting our hearts with God. Nobody wants to be in a one-way relationship where we're claiming the Lord and where we're, you know, we're not claiming, we're not claiming God. We're not claiming him as our Lord and Savior. We're just making it seem like it's okay. We got to claim the Lord and understand that we're making a choice to be with you. Sorry, a little long, but that's, that's Good job, Minister. That was great. That was great. I, All right. I, I want to add. Go ahead. I want to add. Don't be a I don't do saint. We got a lot of I don't do saints that say, oh, I don't do that and I don't do this. And it's nothing but the grace of God that every day that we wake up that he um, forgives us. So just daily ask for forgiveness. Even if you think you're not doing nothing wrong, just ask for forgiveness and don't abuse his grace. Awesome. Great lesson, First awesome, Lady. Oliver. Awesome. All right, Sister Tobert, I think I think Sister Oglesby had to get off. Uh, Sister Tobert, you got you got any last comments? Um, I just wanted to say that for us not to get weary in well doing, which the Bible speaks about, because I know when First Lady first started talking, she was saying about um, someone had spoke to her and they wondered why was bad things happening to good people but don't worry about something that you feel that happened in your life that's unfavorable and i know it's easier said than done because we're in our flesh but at the end of the day god loves us all and just because you are a christian doesn't mean that trials and tribulations won't come because they will And I also wanted to say that even with that, we have to be careful because the Bible speaks about idolatry. And sometimes when we think about idolatry, we only think about people, but it's people or things that you are um, using for fulfillment outside of your love for Christ. So we have to be careful worrying about um, other things, um, other material things and you know just things of the world outside of god so you know us just being grateful to to be alive and to be able to be servants of christ and just spread the love and the good news of jesus great great did uh sister oglesby did did you get back on sister oglesby Okay, okay. I know she said, she texted, she had something to uh, attend. Uh, Sister uh, Oliver, are you still on? Sister Oliver. I'm on. Okay, hey, what, give, I know it was the Duke's family, I know that's your family, but I want to, I want to uh, just, just give the information on what, what happened so we can just ask for prayer for your family. 
what was the I know your niece and nephew, your niece's last name Dukes. What's the what's their mother's last name? Was it Johnson? The mother's name is Tammy Johnson. Okay. Tammy with a T. Tammy Johnson is the mom. Um, my niece's name is Marquila Dukes and my nephew's name is Delon Dukes. Okay. All right. We we're asking uh, the Saints to keep uh the Johnson and Dukes family in prayer. Uh they had uh, Something happened on yesterday. I'm not going to go into detail, but we're just asking. Well, my, I can, I'll, I'll tell you what happened. Uh, okay, my go ahead. Go 18 year old nephew shot my 21 year old niece. So my nephew shot his sister, and she was shot and she was stabbed multiple times. So by the grace of God, it didn't hit any major organs, and she's doing fine today, and my nephew has been arrested. And so pray for the family. It involves another sister, too, that my nephew was abusing with the pistol. I don't know what was wrong with his mind on yesterday, but something, the enemy was just using him. And keep this young man in prayer because he has a lot of demons that he's dealing with. Delon Dukes is his name. All right. Thank you, my sister. So, y'all, we got a lot. We got a lot to pray for. Uh, of course, we can always pray individually, uh, pray for our families, <laughs> pray, pray for our families, and but also pray for others. You know, I, I saw yesterday, I think it was in St. Louis, there was another school shooting. Uh, 15, 16-year-old girl was killed. Uh, one of the teachers was killed, and then the police killed the young man that was, that, that did the murdering uh, right here in our Gwinnett County, just I think it was last week, there was a fight and a possible shooting at one of our local high schools. Uh, so it's a lot going on. So we, if tonight's grace message is right on time, it's right on time. So let's continue to uh, keep everyone lifted up in prayer. Uh, pray for your government. I know there's a lot of fight going on between Warnock and Hersha Walker here in Georgia and Biden and all these stuff. Just pray. Pray because we understand that the earth is the Lord's. Nothing is going to happen that God don't allow. Okay? So to every believer, I know sometimes it may seem chaotic and it may seem like we don't know which way is up. Always know God always has a plan. And God will never leave himself without a word. God will never. He will never. Elijah thought he was it. Elijah thought that it was done and he was on the run from a woman. And he thought it was done. And God said, man, don't you know I got, I got 7,000. I think it was 7,000, 4,000, I got, in other words, God said, I got plenty of, of prophets that have not bowed the knee to Baal. So God would never leave himself without a word. Okay, so there is a word for your situation. There's a word for what you're going through. Just hang on in there and know that there's enough grace to cover you. There's enough grace to cover you. Father, we thank you. We appreciate you for the word on tonight. We thank you for allowing us to come together. Thank you for the, the teacher, for the panel, and for all the listeners. Help us to understand the importance of grace. For us, by grace are we saved through faith. And that's not of any works that we've done. Okay, no works that we've done, but it's a gift. And we just thank you and we appreciate you. We're praying for the Dukes and the Johnson family. God, that you would just strengthen, that you would touch, heal, and deliver the families that were affected. 
by the school shooting in St. Louis. We're praying for that area that you would touch, strengthen every family there here in our local community. God, we ask that you just look on us, stretch out your nail scarred hand, touch, heal, and deliver. And we thank you for what you're doing in Jesus' name. And as we leave this place for never your presence, Matthew 28, 19 through 20, tells us to go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. God bless you, and good night.